Welcome to the Soul's Way podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt. I am a proud First Nations Mohawk author, speaker, and mentor here to meet you at the intersection of personal development and decolonization. I truly believe that when we see ourselves and one another, mind, body, emotion, and most of all, soul and spirit, we can break through systematic, ancestral, and generational ways of being that we came here to disrupt and rise above. We can lean into the ways that heal our spirits. I know we can do this through honest conversations, radical responsibility, and healing together in community. Through my stories and the incredible conversations with some truly amazing guests, my hope is that you leave each episode with a more open heart and that you feel emboldened in your medicine and your voice, knowing your ripple effect matters. Our ripple effect matters. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. It has been a minute since we have had a new podcast episode, especially since I've done a solo episode for you, and I promise I will do one soon, but I did do a, a live video the other day that I wanted to publish here on the podcast for those of you who prefer listening over sitting and watching a video, which I completely understand. I'm the same way sometimes. And so the video is all about colonialism and the coaching industry, which I know I already have episodes on why decolonizing the coaching industry, but there are so many things that are just so worth repeating and there's actually a lot of like mic drop moments that I'm really proud of from this video and important key points that I cannot stress enough. So if you're wondering what do I mean decolonize the coaching industry, how does colonialism and capitalism show up in coaching and how can we do better, this is such a great place to start and that's what the video was intended to help you with. So I thought I would share it here. And as always, if it brings you any new insight, value, perspective shifts that you appreciate, I would so appreciate you sharing it, letting me know about it, um, and spreading the word so we can get this message out there and really see an epic shift in the industry. So without further ado, I'll play the replay and let you enjoy. Why decolonize the coaching industry? I want to have a conversation with you today on... What I mean when I'm saying let's decolonize the coaching industry, what even is colonization, what's a decolonization, and how does colonization show up in coaching? So hello everyone, Emily Ann Brandt here, hello, hello. Um, let me know if you're on live or replay, drop a comment below. Um, I help white female coaches decolonize their coaching practice and make safer and more inclusive spaces for people in the global majority. Um, and I also work directly with people in the global majority, which means black, brown, and indigenous people to tap into their um, their purpose, their power, and prosperity. So that's what I do. And I wanted to share this video with you to explain, hello, hello, to explain why there even is a need for decolonizing coaching and what the heck that even means. Um, so I'm gonna go through some definitions today. It's not gonna be a super long video, but I wanna define colonization, decolonization, and I wanna read you an Instagram post because I tried to film this as a, a TikTok, like a reel, and it's too long. It has to be broken into three parts. So let me just read it on this live video for you. I think this post is a really good place to start and it's gonna give you a lot of insight. So this is a post I wrote, gotta get my glasses on when I first really started putting out offers around this work, just kind of sharing my heart and my experience as an indigenous woman navigating um, this industry for the last 10, 10 plus years. 
So this is what the post says. It says, I saw a screenshot of my dream mentor's mastermind call, right? Like a screenshot of her Zoom, a Zoom call of their mastermind. And my heart sank, but I wasn't shocked. Her group is filled with powerhouse, well-known coaches who are doing epic work and making serious bank. And they're all white women, all of them at the top of this industry. On one hand, go women and femme. And on the other hand, wow, do we have work to do. And my soul is calling me to do it. And I love this industry so much. It completely changed my life, personal development, coaching, mentoring, whatever you wish to call it. But even after 10 plus years of doing this work, to reclaim myself work, to get in the spaces, to invest big in myself financially, emotionally, energetically, I still question if there actually is a space for me here at the top. I know deep down that there is, and yet like every other industry, it's dominated by white people. Even though the spiritual teachings being shared belong to those of us from the indigenous population and the global majority. Our sacred teachings were demonized, stripped and stolen. We were cut off from these teachings and the culture. And now it's being bottled up and capitalized like everything else. And it's being sold to us by the ancestors of the ones who stole it. And it's not even built to support us. And then it says, don't get me started on appropriation. But if you want to learn more about appropriation, just check out my last uh, post, two posts ago. And then it says, obviously, I'm generalizing my statements to make an overarching point. And it's possible that some of these women right on the screenshot from the Zoom call are white passing or interracial like me. Still, we can't ignore the obvious. The coaching industry needs to be decolonized and mentors need to understand how to actually make a space where we all where all feel welcomed and not just welcomed, but fully supported once we're inside the rooms, right? So then it says coaches and mentors who want to be allies, you don't know what you don't know. But if you're a global business that wants to serve and empower the global majority, right? Because more than 80% of us are black, brown, indigenous, Asian, people of color. Um, that's just good business sense, especially with the personal development industry being a $41.8 billion industry growing more than 5% every year. Um, so if you want to do that, you don't know what you don't know and you clapping hand emoji have work to do, right? There's all these clapping hand emojis in there because we have so much work to do. And then it says, knowing the power this work has to change lives, um, every aspect of mine has been improved, especially once I acknowledge my racial trauma. I want every single person to be able to experience it. I want us to all rise together, to step into our purpose, rise into our power, and receive the peace and prosperity we all deserve. So if that's something you want to, um, you know, then there's lots of ways to work with me. And on this post specifically, I invited people into the round table, which was my first event where we just had a honest conversation. I called it the round table because white coaches were invited. People of the global majority were invited to join for free. Um, it was a small energetic exchange for allies. And I just had this really honest conversation of like, this is what colonization is. This is what decolonization is. This is how colonization shows up in the industry specifically. This is how, um, you know, this is why you're only attracting primarily white clients, right? People who look like you or think like you or speak like you. 
um, and how to do better. There is so much in there. So you can still access that, the round table. It's always for sale in my bio. It's honestly, I was telling my husband last night, like it's the thing that I'm most proud of out of any masterclass, any program, any course, anything I've ever created. I finally watched it back a couple nights ago and I'm just like, damn, this is truly gold. I probably could charge a couple hundred for it because it's like a mini course in a masterclass and there's a panel and there's a bonus Q&A. There's just so much in there and it's the perfect place to start. But anyway, I wanted to define colonization don't mind me, I just have these notes over here so that I can stay focused and keep this video not too long. But so colonization, I love this quote from an article that my boss was actually one of the authors on. Um, so here's the quote. It says, Maori scholar Moana Jackson states, colonization was and is a very simple process of brutal dispossession in which states from Europe assumed the right to take over the lands, lives, and power of indigenous peoples who had done them no harm. Racism is central to colonization. The rationale for denial of existing indigenous people's sovereignty was the prevailing thinking that indigenous people, peoples were materially, culturally, economically, and politically inferior. The, histor the historical settler colonial era, era deeply entrenched a racial hierarchy, which is still happening today, through a plethora of policies, systems, and structures based on racial hierarchies that have no actual, no evidentiary basis, it says. Um, so that's a quote from the article called Beyond Shame, Sorrow and Apologies, Action to Address Indigenous Health Equities. And it's by um, Dr. Janet Smiley at all. There's a lot of authors on it. But I loved that explanation of it because it really was this brutal dispossession and the rationale was like dehumanizing indigenous people and any people who weren't, um, European, like, right, these certain people from Europe and who weren't white people. And those systems of hierarchy are still in place now. That's why colonization, the most important thing we need to understand about it is that it is an ongoing process. It is not an event in history. It's not a one-time thing. It's an ongoing process. That's why we need to, every single day, all be doing our part to decolonize, to dismantle these systems of inequities, of oppression. And yes, it does show up in the coaching and mentoring industry. So how does it show up in the coaching and mentoring in industry? That's the last thing I'm gonna to touch on today. Why do we need to decolonize coaching? So we need to understand that like every other industry, coaching and manifestation and spirituality, it's deeply impacted by colonialism and capitalism. Um, so AKA, like every other industry, it's become dominated by one race, right? One race is the default. Um, there's a lot of capitalization. It's become very much about money and individual gain. Um, even though many of the teachings and things being sold belong to the people that are in the global majority and to indigenous people. So spe more specifically, how we see it show up in coaching is cultural appropriation for one. So I have a whole entire post on that. and how to appreciate, not appropriate. So you can go and check that out and save it and share it. Um, it shows up as the hustle culture, right? This push for more, 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 more. If you just had this much more, you'd be more happy. If you just buy one more program, if you just had 5K more per month, if you just had one more client, like if you could just get to those 10K months, no matter how much you do, it's never enough. And this mentality, this colonial way of thinking is actually harming all of us. It's this toxic perfectionism, this never ending strive for more, 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 
but I think we can always desire and hold space for and create more, but from a much healthier, more grounded um, place. So we see that show up. Um, and a lot of people as entrepreneurs, they leave, um, they left, we left corporate, right? Because we wanted to leave that rat race. We wanted to leave, we could clearly see the effects of colonization and a capitalist society at our corporate jobs. So we left that rat race to stop climbing that corporate ladder only to realize entrepreneurship is actually same rats, new race, different race, right? It's still a race in the world of entrepreneurship because that colonialism, that mentality of like wanting to be the best, wanting to dominate over others, wanting to have the most, be the most, experience the most, that's so deeply entrenched in us. So it's for all of us, it's healing for all of us to unravel that and heal from that. So that's what I help. I help people in the global majority heal from that internalized colonization. And I also help white female coaches um, heal from that and also unwind it, from, untangle it from their businesses as well. Because so much healthier when we can approach things from a grounded community perspective um, of service and community over authority and power. That's the true meaning of uh, leadership. So we also see it in toxic individualism, um, this authoritarian uh, approach to coaching where it's like, I'm the expert, you're the student, I have all these strong boundaries in place, I'm up here, you're down here. That's a very colonial mindset, so that's one way it shows up in coaching. Um, we see a lot of conscious and unconscious biases leading to global majority folks being paid less, um, being overlooked, being tokenized, being taken advantage of if noticed at all. So stop right now and, and you might think, no, that's not me, oh my gosh, not me, right? But honestly, ask yourself, who have your last few mentors been that you've hired? Who do you continually work with? Who do you continually learn from? Who do you continually listen to on podcasts? Whose books are you reading? It's most likely white women, right? And so actually stopping to reflect on that and why is that and why do all my mentors and teachers have to be white? That's, that's colonialism in action. Um, it also leads to our trauma and our pain being ignored, being glossed over or being bypassed by coaches who don't share the same lived experience and don't do the work to learn how to hold space. So they say things like, if I can do it, anybody can do it, or just access your personal power. We all have personal power. We all have the choice of beliefs, we all have mindset. But that's a very harmful thing to say when you don't have the lived experience of being from a community that's been oppressed, that is oppressed, that has actual financial barriers, that has systemic barriers um, and oppression working against them and who also has deep ancestral trauma that shows up in our, in our bones and in our DNA. So if you have settler ancestry, which I have both, I have settler ancestry and indigenous ancestry. My mom is European settler and my dad is Mohawk First Nations. So if you have settler ancestry, you have entitlement in your DNA. Like you literally know how to take up space. It's in your DNA. Your ancestors knew and you know how to just take up space, take what's yours, take what's not yours sometimes. Um, in health, health, there is such a thing as healthy entitlement. Um, but it's important to recognize that people with indigenous ancestry um, or African ancestry or Asian or any group, any group that's not white, that's been oppressed, that's been marginalized, that's been taken advantage of, what's in our DNA 
it's trauma, it's fear of being seen, it's fear of using our voice. And this is what I work with, directly work with people of the global majority to heal and re-stepping into our power, our ability to take up space, activate our voice, activate our fire. Um, there's so much need for this work to be done before we can just take up that space or quantum leap like you are and you're telling all of your other clients and those who are white and also have that entitlement in their DNA, they might be able to do the same things. But when you don't have the same lived experience or that trauma in your DNA, um, it's very harmful to say things like just tap into your personal power or anyone can do it. We all have the same ability to manifest. Um, these are very harmful because they shame and blame us when very real systemic barriers, very real pain of oppression um, and very real trauma stop us from being able to move in the same way or get there as quickly. It shames and blames us as individuals rather than acknowledging and unpacking and unweaving with us the systemic toxic systems that we all need to dismantle. Right, so that's a biggie. I'm very passionate about that one, as you can see. Um, there's also a major lack of representation in the in the industry. So imagination and seeing yourself represented is such a huge part of manifesting, right? And you need to see it to be it. Like how many of you, if you're a white woman, how many of the people you admire, the big coaches in this industry that you admire, how many of them are white women? You probably haven't even thought about the fact that they're white women, but all of your favorite idols and mentors and speakers and people that you look up to are likely people who look like you or come from similar backgrounds as you. And you might not have even had to think about that. Whereas me as an indigenous woman, the reason I talk about my mentor right now, Asha Frost so much is because she's it for me. She's it for me. She's my only example of an indigenous woman thriving in this industry. She's a healer, she's a mentor, she's a speaker, she's a best-selling author. But I, I spoke to her and I got tears in my eyes on our last call when I said like, I'm so, you have no idea, well, you do have an idea, but I'm so thankful you exist because you're, you're my only example and I would work with you and I would choose you over and over again, even if I had tons of examples, because I love her. Shout out, Asha, I love you. But I think about who she had. She had literally no one, no one. There was some women of color. Yes, women succeeding back in the day was a big deal in general. But how many indigenous role models do we have? It's so important that we see ourselves represented. So lack of representation is a huge thing. And lack of representation even within your programs. Are your guest speakers women of color or indigenous women? Are your success stories and testimonies all from white women? Or do you actually have the ability to support women of color and indigenous people to thrive and succeed in your containers? Right, representation is so, so important. And it does so much for our ability to vision and imagine. Um, and then, yeah, the individual and capitalistic approach where it's become very much about the money and how much you can make. And I've been here too. I've been sucked into this whole capitalism of it where I'm like, okay, I'm paying a mentor 10K. I'm gonna teach people how to make 5K a month. Um, and it's gonna be this ripple effect. And I got very caught in, up in the capitalism of this industry, which has really kind of overshadowed the true, I think, original intent of this work, which is honestly to help people access access their real power, really get deep healing, um, really create positive, beautiful change in their lives. And I still believe in the power of this industry to do that. So that's why I'm so passionate about the work that I do. I think we just, we'll all benefit so much more when we show up and do this work in a decolonized way. So 
There's so much that you can do um, to change your business, to make it decolonized, to make it more supportive, more welcoming um, and inclusive for all. So I go over a lot, a lot, a lot in the round table, which I was talking about earlier, that is always available for sale in my bio. It's the perfect place to start. It's a prerequisite if you're gonna work with me one-on-one -on -one or in any other container, you must start by watching the round table. Um, we break down decolonization in three steps, mindset, words, and actions that specifically apply to your coaching business. So it could not be more like tangible, hands-on, here is what we need and here is what to do, how to do better. So I can't recommend that enough. Um, and I also have just a couple more mini one-on-one -on -one bundles that are only on sale until December 31st, where you can get that roundtable masterclass, normally $88, and a one-on-one -on -one with me, normally $222, for just $197 for both of them. So you're saving over $100. Um, and again, that's just until December 31st, and you can grab your spot at the link in my bio, or if you just want the roundtable, you can grab that in my bio as well. But I hope, this was helpful and insightful and please share it if it resonates and if you agree with this mission of decolonizing our beloved industry so that we can we can come back to our healthy ancestral indigenous ways and come back together in community rise up rise up together as one because every single person has a ripple effect and it matters so 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 much so thank you leaders for doing this work thank you all thank you so much for your comment um, and for watching and i'll talk to you guys soon bye Thank you again so, so much for listening. If you would like to thank me in return, if you got any value, insights, new perspectives, or you just appreciated this episode or enjoyed this episode, the best way to thank a podcaster is to share with others. Spread the love, spread the magic, take a screenshot of the episode, share it on your Instagram or TikTok stories, and tag me at Emily Ann Brandt so I can personally thank you for tuning in and stay connected. This is truly a community that we are building here, and I love staying in connection with you. I look forward to talking to you again soon, and I'm sending you so much love and gratitude.